What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Man Talk. Um, first off, I'd like to apologize for my voice. I'm hoping that it doesn't uh, doesn't affect too much. Um, I'm not feeling real well, but the show must go on. We're going to get this done. And um, Today, we're going to be talking about how God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And how even though things may seem bleak in today's world and in all the chaos that God is still in control, and he gave us an example of what he is to us in the Old Testament. And we're going to go through some of that stuff. Let's get started on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. All right, guys. We're here again with uh, Mr. Kyler Sal. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. How are y'all? So... You know, this. I, I, I went through this study. I, I'll just tell you guys. I went through this study about the old names, uh, the, the names of God in the Old Testament and, and um, some of the things that he represented to the, to the Israelites and and the the different names. You know, it, it's hard to put one name to God, um, to God, because he is so much all the time. He's so much bigger than we are. He's so much, uh, he, he's so vast. Our minds really cannot comprehend the word God doesn't really, it doesn't really illuminate all of his aspects of his greatness. Um, and so, you know, you, we see all these different attributes of God through the names that, that were given to him in the old Testament. And, and I would kind of want to correlate those with, with, um, what's going on in the world today and how how God has not changed. You know, Hebrews talks about how God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we see in John chapter 1 where uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, which we know is Jesus Christ. The Word is Jesus Christ. The Word was God, and the Word was with God. And in so we see Jesus at the very beginning. We see how, how all these things have taken place then, and they are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God, just like he is for the Israelites in the Old Testament, he is for us today. <clears throat> and so uh, we're going to dig right into this. First off, you, you know, I, we all know, um, that you, you know, there, there are three major names that are given to God at any given time. Um, Adonai, Yahweh, and Jehovah. Um, they're all pretty much similar when they, when they talk about God. Um, Adonai is plural. Um, Yahweh, interesting thing about Yahweh, Yahweh was, um, they used like words like Jehovah and Adonai because they thought Yahweh was so great that they weren't even worthy to speak it. And so we have different names that they used, um, in the old Testament. Um, you, you know, we see throughout Genesis and, and Exodus and, and stuff like that. We see, uh, Adonai used in Exodus 20. Verse seven: um, Thou shalt not take the Lord's the, the name of the Lord God in vain, um, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless and take his name in vain. Um, we also see in Exodus, Exodus um, thirty-four twenty-three. You, you know, uh, and also I want to let you guys know the study that I did. Just so if anybody else wants to do it, because it's an amazing study, uh, you can find it on Blue Letter Bible. Blue, Blue Letter Bible is uh, dot org is great. It's a great study tool. 
Um, you can find it on there. I highly suggest doing it. I hope that all of you do because it's very enlightening. Um, and we're not going to be able to expound on everything that, um, that we want to today, but, um, but hopefully we'll do some justice and, um, we'll, we'll go from there. Kyla, when you were reading through these names, what did you think? Um, I also looked at the blue letter by, which was funny, but as I was reading and studying and looking at the different names, I thought to myself, I was like, why, why does he have so many different names? I mean, if you look at these, you got El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty, El, now I'm going to mess some of these up. So nobody judge El Elyon, the most high God, Adonai, Yahweh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Ra, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shema, Jehovah. I don't even know what that is. El, there's like, I don't know. Um, Elohim, uh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. And I was reading to myself and I was thought to myself, okay, what, what, what is the difference between God of the old Testament and God of the new Testament? And I was like, well, there's really not a difference. And the whole par- purpose of having all these names is that God met each and every single person in these scriptures at what they needed the most. So, and when you call him El Shaddai, he is the Lord God Almighty. He, at, in the Old Testament, they needed him for war. They needed him to help them conquer nations. They needed him to be the Almighty God to prove um, over it. But uh, he was also Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. So in their time of need, they needed a healer. They needed different things. So what I've, what I looked at was there's there's not a difference, and that's what people see. The people see that the Lord, if you really study the Old Testament, and I was looking at um, Christianity.com, it's, uh, they have a video that says, why does God seem so different in the Old and New Testament? Um, and, and it's from a Puritan standpoint, so it's a little different than what we um, usually kind of look at. But he was talking about how there's not a difference like you see a God who is still merciful. You see, you'll still, you'll still see a God that heals, who's a shepherd, who's righteous, who um, is never changing. Um, yes, he was kind of harsh at times when he needed to be. I mean, he struck down nations. He turned people into pillars of salt when they didn't listen. I mean, he he kept up his end of the bargain. He made covenants, and we had to sacrifice, you know, animals to him because that's what was needed at that time. But he know when I was looking at these different names, he didn't change in the New Testament. All he did was he made himself flesh. In the Old Testament, he had to go through and he sent angels to be his messengers. He sent um, uh, prophets to speak the word. He came and he dwelled with the people um, in Genesis. I mean, he he had to do that. But in the New Testament, he had to meet us in a different way. Time to change. There was over 400 years that passed between the old and new Testament. And so when I was looking at those, there's, there's not a difference. He still meets us at every single one of those places. I mean, but, and he wasn't any different. I mean, if you look at um, the sermon on the Mount, Jesus pretty much lays it down for you. And he tells you, you know, here's what you need to be doing. Here's what you don't need to be doing. And here's how you're going to do it. Or here's hell. And so, I mean, there's no difference. The only difference is you can put a face to Jesus because he came, he was God made flesh. And in the Old Testament, it was a little bit harder because he had to speak through people. Mm-hmm. So it just amazed me that yes. all these names in the Old Testament still apply today. We can call upon um, Jehovah Jireh and like right now, Jehovah Jireh, that means the Lord will provide. And right now in this season, we all 
at some point in time need the Lord to provide for us. Um, and we can go back to Genesis twenty two fourteen. I mean, back to the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis. That's when the Lord needed to provide for them. And um, you can't tell me that nowadays that still doesn't apply. The world still needs him to provide. Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably, probably one of my favorites is Jehovah Nisi, um, which means the Lord, my banner or the Lord, my miracle. And, and I feel like this is such a, it's hard to pinpoint one of them. That's like, Oh, this is applicable today because they're all very much applicable to today. But it seems like when times when I'm, I'm down, you know, or I'm, I'm struggling, uh, in my faith, uh, in my, you know, just maybe just having a hard time, you know, whatever, you know, when you look at what a banner is, you know, in, in, in the old Testament and stuff, it was, it, it was like the war cry of, uh, of the, you know, the Israelites, you'd always see those banners go out before the soldiers and stuff. When, when, when people would see them, they would know exactly who was coming, you know, and it, just goes to show that God is always set out before us. Um, he's always there. He's always ahead of us. He is our war cry. You know, he's like, Hey, follow me. And, um, uh, you, you know, he, he said, you, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you, um, you don't need to, to explain what a lion is, a lion will explain, you, you know, the, the, the roar of a lion will tell you everything you need to know about him. And it's right. kind of, it's kind of that, 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 um, that same thing, you, you know, he is our banner, you know, and the other meaning to that, you, you know, he is our miracle, um, which is basically does the same thing. Cause in times when we are weak, we see these miracles where we see things, um, you know, things happen that boost our faith that, that, that reassures us in, you know, Hey, we are serving a real God. We are serving yeah. a God that loves us, that that will not give up on us, that will not, uh, you know, that that doesn't doesn't just leave us walking alone. Um, but He is always before us, and He's always there for us, and He will always boost our faith. Yep. And if you look at the the very beginning of each one of those, it says Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Ra, Jehovah Rapha, uh, Jehovah Shema. And Jehovah means the existing one. Um, and that's not a coincidence. He still exists back then. He still exists today and he's not going anywhere. He's not going to just stop existing because people, some people, not all people, some people decide not to believe in him or whatever. He is always going to be the God who is going to exist, who's going to be our shepherd that heals us, that's there for us, who um, sanctifies us, who comes to our needs when we need him, who's going to provide peace and he's going to be the God, the most high God. And so I love that they put Jehovah in front of majority of those names, because you just think of that. He's the existing one. He's here and he's going to meet you no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you look at things like Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Um, which uh, again, you know, it's hard to say that this one's more applicable than the other one, but um, because they're all so prevalent to, you, you know, it's amazing. The word of God fascinates me um, in the way that it is, it is constantly relevant to today. 
no matter what today is, whether it's 10 years from now or, you know, two, 200 years before us, you know, it was applicable then. It is just as applicable now and just as much of alive now. And it will be just as much alive in 200 more years that the Lord tarries, you know, and the way that God uses it to transform us and the way that he uses it to, to show us, hey, I've got you, you know, in this Jehovah's Shalom. Um, the God is our peace, you know, and it and it does it is exactly that He is, He is our peace in all this chaos, in all this fear, you know that, you know, which we talked a little bit about last week. He He is, He is our God. He is he is the, the the God of peace and he gives us peace even in even in this chaos. Uh, and it's and it's amazing. You see this in Judges chapter six, twenty-four. It says then Gideon, which I, I find it's fascinating that this is where the it's used because you know we've talked about the story of Gideon before, but just in case you haven't heard that podcast, you know, Gideon, you know, the the lowliest of the lowliest tribe, you know, God called to to bring forth and deliver the Israelites, you know. So, you know, here here Gideon is. He's like, hey, he said, dude, I'm not I, I'm not the guy you're looking for. You know, you've you've got the wrong guy. Um, and the fact that that God reaches out to him, and he's like, hey. I'm your peace. You know, it says then Gideon built an altar unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom until the day, until this day, it is still yet, it is yet in Orphia of somewhere, wherever that place is. It's Judges 6.24. You can, you can pronounce those places for yourself. But, uh, um, you know, that Gideon, Gideon was like, hey, God is my peace. And all that fear and all that, you know, taking, you know, a, a small, small army and, you know, in all that fear that, that Gideon had at the very beginning and all that stuff, he he understood that God was his peace, that God had not left him and that he brought peace even to him in his time of need. We're, um, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss some more of these names that uh, that are so relevant to today. We'll be right back. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house, so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 North Westwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. 
This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony Kernut. All right, guys. Welcome back. Um, we're going to continue talking about some of these names and how, how God is applicable today, just as applicable today as he was then. You know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he He genuinely loves us in our, you know, even in all of our stupidity, even in all of our fear and worrying and, you know, and all this stuff that God has set a plan before, before us that, mm-hmm. you know, that the old say nothing's new under the sun. God, God's not ever cut off guard. God understood that, that he, what he was going to have to be for us when he created us. He understood that, that we would never truly comprehend who he really was and what he was capable of. And just, just giving him a, a name that can be spoken by men is not, is not enough because our language is not, it's not, it's not there. It's not, it's not capable of, of holding such greatness as, as our Lord God, as you know, of who he really is. So he had to break it down in names. You see, you see every one of these names are mentioned in different places because they were, they were that to those people, you know, and every one of these are an example Mm-hmm. To us today, of hey, you know, I am your peace, I am your provider, I am, you, you know, I am, you know, it, 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 when when Moses was at the burning bush and and he asked he he asked God he said who do, who do I who do I say you know sent me he said tell him I am you know because that's that that applies to everything yeah. you, you know he is whatever whatever it is that you need. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that that you truly need of God, He is, He is capable, He is able, and He will come through. He's never known of a loss. He's never, He doesn't know what defeat is, um, because there is nobody, there's nothing, there's no power that is bigger than He is. And um, these names, the, the study that we did, this. Is is absolutely fascinating. It's eye opening um, because it gives such it bursts such hope, um, or it did to me. You know mm-hmm. that God is so He is so much. He is so much. It, it, when, when we when we say the, the the when we say God, and, and I'm not trying to be. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to to downplay. You know, when we, when we talk about God, I'm not trying to downplay anything like that. But it almost, it's almost like even when we talk about Him, we don't have in our minds. We cannot 
generate the vastness of who he really is. You, you know, when we, when we say that God loves us, when we say that God is for us to, to, to grasp who God really is, it's, it, it's impossible for us. And, um, and so this, this was great. Again, if you haven't, if you've never done this study before, you can find the study on blueletterbible.org. It's a great study tool. If you don't use it, you should use it. Um, they are, they're great. I like how when in that study, it, or actually you just said it too, but part of the study where it breaks it down, it's almost as if God, I mean, we can't fully fathom God at all, but it's almost as if God broke it down purposely for us. That way we could in our human brains fathom it. Cause we can't, there's no way for us to go through and to, um, I actually had, so I took over the FCA group at our local junior high. And one of the kids asked me, he goes, well, if God is God, then who made God? And so I was trying to walk them through the process that God has always been like, God is the ultimate beginning and he's the end. He's the alpha and the omega. And so I was trying to get them to understand that, but trying to get humans to understand a magnificent God that who is all understanding, who's all knowing, who's omnipotent, omnipresent, omnipotent, who's, who's all these things. They, there's no way that in one setting that we can even try to fathom all the different things that God is and that God does for us. So it's, it's, it's nice that, and it, I mean, it's just God, God blows me out of the water all the time my mind and thinking when he does things because he does it in a perfect pattern and he, he already knows the pattern. He already knows what he has to do, but he broke it down pretty much from the beginning, all the way through the old Testament and even into the new Testament, he broke it down into almost like little mini lessons. Like this is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. And he shows us like all these characteristics of God. And it's important to do this study. Like it's important to see the characteristics of God because you can't fully understand God without knowing to me, without knowing all of his different names, because you can't fully understand a God that you don't understand. You can't fully understand God. If you don't understand his heart His like what makes them beat. It's just like a person. You can't understand a person unless you fully know what makes them tick, like their purpose, their reasoning behind them, what drives them. And we were made in God's image and we can't fully even try to understand God. I mean, we're never going to fully understand God, but we're never going to be able to try to, if we don't try to understand who he is as a God. And so that's, um, one of the important things of doing a study about his different names is it gives you a grasp about who he is as a God, who he is as, um, our sovereign. I mean, our leader, our, um, our dad, our father, he's everything. I mean, we call him Abba. I mean, and then they, many people have done the study and I love how they added in Yahweh when it was first, which I'm sure you probably were going to talk about this too, but um, how Yahweh, when they actually broke the names down, was first introduced, it was the actual syllables of breathing. And so like, you can't even like an atheist can't even breathe without having some form of God coming out of him. And that's how he, that's how he made it. I mean, he breathed life into Adam. He breathed life into all of us. And so we, every time you breathe, you worship God by saying his name. And I mean, it's just, that's what we're created to do. We were created to glorify God at all times. And he was a God who even thought about that. He was like, they can even do it even in the smallest moments. Like every time you have breath, you are able to glorify my name. 
That's right. That's right. And it's it's amazing. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, you, you, one of the things that that fascinates me about God is is how personable He is, and I think that that is the reason why this study was so fascinating is because you know, you see him and he is, you, you know, even, you know, like you were talking about, even Yahweh, just it, the syllables of, of breathing, you know? Um, and, but another, the other side of him is that the word is, is Q A N N A. It's pronounced Kanya. Maybe I, I don't, but it means jealous. Mm-hmm. And the picture that it paints is, is a husband being jealous over his wife, um, and the way that he does it, he he re, he wants, he he yearns for the attention of his wife, and how he doesn't want his wife to give anybody else that attention, and and it's so fascinating to me that you have this big God. He doesn't really need us. Okay, he right. doesn't. He, he he is God even without us. He exists even without Earth and and what we know is as space, time, and matter. Um, you know, he he exists outside of all of that. He doesn't, but he yearns for it, yeah. and it makes him so personable to us. It makes him so so much more um, to us, and and it's it's fantastic. Um, and, and I love that side of him, you know, that on one side, you see how big he is, how he is everything. You know, when you talk about Yahweh with the, you can't even breathe without, um, without some form of God coming out of you, you know, which, which basically means that every breath is a gift. Um, every breath is, is only, you are only able, only capable of taking that breath because God has allowed it, you know? to the other side of him where he is jealous for us. He wants, he yearns our attention. Um, and that's the whole thing. You know, sometimes you see, um, you see people ask about, you know, about, uh, you know, why does, why does God give self-control or why does God give, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, where, where we have choices, you know, where, where, we, you know, we have, we have the choice to, to do right or do wrong. We have the choice to love God or not God, you know, or not love God, you know, to, to believe in him or not believe in him. We have, he has given us that choice and, um, you know, that he's, he's done that, but he yearns for us. Mm-hmm. And what makes that so personable is because, when we when we choose to accept truth that is Jesus Christ, when we choose to believe Him, when we choose to believe truth, because whether we believe it or not, it's true. Yeah. But when we choose to, that is the ultimate form of love to Him. You know, because we have crucified what we want in our flesh. We have set aside what we want in our flesh, what what we desire, our own fleshly desires, to, and say, you know what, God, I I, I love you, mm-hmm. and I I want you more than I want these things that my flesh says that 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 is that that I want. You know, I want you more than I want the the sex, drugs, and rock and roll per se. You know, type yeah. thing, and um, you know that that I believe that you are truth and and all that stuff that. That is the highest form of love that we can give him, you know, because there's there's nothing 
there's nothing that we really can't give him because he is he is God. He is the creator. He again he exists outside of what we what we know as space, time, and matter. He existed before you know, if he created everything, he had to exist before that. And um you know, he doesn't again he doesn't necessarily need us, but when we when we like it's mind boggling when we were like, all right, God, I trust you. I love you to him. It's the same thing as when we come home to our children and our children, you know, put up their arms and, and they just come up and, and hug us and, you know, and stuff. It's, it's a, it's the highest form of love that we can give him mm-hmm. because it's all that we have. Well, that's what we're created to do. Um, there's this, uh, I don't really know who she is, but her name's Raquel and she does like different daily scriptures and stuff. And she did one over the breathing of Yahweh, but she says um, that it's specifically put into the Old Testament 6,519 times. Like it's meant specifically in there that many times because it's the thing that we can actually um, relate to the most. But she puts in there, she said, there's nothing on this earth that is apart from him. Nothing on the earth has a purpose apart from Christ. I mean, even in our breath, like that is our purpose to breathe scripture or to breathe life because he breathed life into us. Then it says the scripture tells us that mountains sing for him and the trees clap their hands for him. That's from Isaiah 50, uh, 55, 12. Even the plants and the animals glorify him. Every branch of every tree points toward Christ. We turn our faces toward the heavens in the hope of receiving Christ. All of creation praises him. And it's just, it's wonderful that she points that out because that's what we are. We were created to praise our God. We were created to um, sing, I mean, wonders to him. I mean, he took the little parts of life, but I I love that in his names, when he brings it back to, he's trying to explain himself to us. These mediocre creations that he loves so much that like you said he seeks out for us he's jealous for us but he also wants us to understand him as well and i would i would challenge anybody who's listening to this podcast um to look up his different names and find out the season that you're in find out what what name in the old testament specifically the old testament i mean bring bring it back in time um and figure out what how that God relates to you. Cause if you go to the blue letter Bible and you click on like the, you search the different name stuff, it will give you scriptures to study scriptures to look at and study who God is in your season. That way he can help you through it. That's what the Bible's for. It's to help us to learn who God is, but it's also to guide us through where we're at in our lives. And it's just a really good tool to have. And it's a really good way to get to know God even more in his character. Absolutely. Absolutely. As we're wrapping this up, the last one that I wanted to, I wanted to talk about is the Jehovah Shema. Um, the Lord is there. And when you look at, at what the definition of it is, you know, um, you know, the name indicates that God has not abandoned Jerusalem um, and, and to leave it in its ruins. And we see that, you know, Jerusalem, you know, 1948, we see all that stuff, um, you know, but it also applies to us, you know, wherever you're at, God will not leave you in your mess. You know, all you have to do, you see it time and time again, where, where the Israelites, they would turn their back on God and God would, would bring them into judgment or allow them, allow them to, to, 
to go into judgment. You you see them in you know in Daniel when they went to Babylon. You see you know um, you see them in the in Egypt. You see you know so on and so forth. There, there's so many different things um, because they did it so many times. But no matter where you're at, you know even if even in your rebellion, you know God's like hey. You know, even even though Jerusalem was ruined because of the decisions that you did, I will not leave it in ruins. And it's the same thing as today for our lives. Even if you have put yourself wherever you're at is a bad situation and it is because of of self-inflicted things, because you did, you, you've done X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever that, it doesn't matter what it is. God will not leave you in your ruin. And you see every time, every single time that the Israelites cried out to God, God brought them back. <clears throat> he brought them back. And he was always constantly there for them, even in their ignorance, even in their, their stupidity. It doesn't matter what they had done prior to that. God forgave it. God brought them back. And God could do the same thing for you because he is that, you know, whatever that is. You know, and I say this often. This this whole podcast is to is to equip men to 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 be to be men of God, um, to to be equipped for uh, ministry and, and to be leaders in our homes, in our, uh, in our churches, in our communities. And sometimes we just need to stop, and we just need to realize, you know, that God is big enough for us. Sometimes we can get so overwhelmed by the world. Sometimes we can get so overwhelmed by, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes it's just life. You know, you raising a family and you're working a job and you're trying to, you know, trying to do this, you're trying to do that. Um, and life happens, you know, and we've we've had an event for a week our, ourselves. And um, and and to come back to, to this and to know that God is there for for me, for you, for Kyler, um, you know, what, whatever it is that, that is going on in your life, God is there for you. And he will always be there for you. Kyle, you got anything to say before we finish it up? I think you wrapped that up very well. All right. Well. You know, as always, if if you've got any questions, if you need prayer, if you need somebody to talk to, you can email us at, um, at realmen You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, know that, that God loves you. He is for you. Uh, he created you intentionally. Uh, your life has got a purpose. And... Um, and that he is whatever you need him to be. All you have to do is cry out to him. So I'm going to end our prayer. Dear God, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And Jesus, teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. 
Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.